talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name's Brian Andrew. I'm here with my Clipper mate, Jesse Sandoval. How are you doing, sir? I am doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? I am doing all right. So <clears throat> I uh, had my birthday over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. And so I gave up added sugar for 2024. I got up to my birthday and I was like, you know, I want I want an ice cream cake. I ate like three-fourths of that ice cream cake in two days. And <laughs> I am not feeling great. uh i'll be honest dude out of all the cakes ice cream cake is not one that i enjoy really it's funny because i grew up with that like that 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 feeling but this year for something in particular i was just like you know what like i want ice cream but i also want the cake part to be like rock solid (laughs) also because it's been in the freezer too Or it crunches you, basically cracks your teeth. Yeah. 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 I, I think I know how you feel because, like, like growing up, you know, as a Latino, <laughs> I went to accent, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, typically all the time, like, whenever I go into my cousin's birthdays or like um, my sister's birthdays, they always had like thrust latches, which mm-hmm. I do not really care for like i don't really care for soggy cake no, i respect that you know i'm some somewhere like the flavor is good i'm just mm-hmm. not vibing with the cake being wet <laughs> yeah 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 but i will make an exception because um uh portos has a really mm-hmm. good dress leches and it's it just does. like it's so good it's absolutely amazing i love it um yeah, easily, always. If I had cheat day, I would want that somewhat. Like, if there's one really close, I'd be going there basically five days out of a week. Well, Porto's is so good. Like, yeah. it's one of the best parts of being in California. <laughs> like, <laughs> Definitely. Not not only the pastries and the dessert, but the actual food is good, too. Yeah. The, the gabanos are really good. The empanadas are really good. The potato balls. Oh, oh the ball. Good. Yeah, dude. So good. Oh, man, uh, I'm hungry. Yeah, this, this is... This is <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna be dreaming about potato bowls tonight. <laughs> you uh, got vivid visions. <laughs> speaking of my birthday, I I, I think I have come to the conclusion this year that my birthday always lands on the worst part of the year, and that's the NBA All Star Game. Like my yeah. birthday's always around then, or I'm always like, I wonder what I wonder if I could catch a Clipper game this year for my birthday. But no, it's always the NBA All Star break, and Clippers are not playing. And then I get to basically watch the NBA waste two days of content. (laughs) And I I, I shouldn't say I get to watch it because to be honest, I don't really watch it. I'll see a a highlight. Uh, The dunk contest sucks. The uh, Norman Powell, like like if there's a clipper in in the games or something, I'll probably be like, okay, I want to, I'll watch it. Like if Norman Powell was in the three point contest this year, I think I would have turned it on. But since Mm -hmm. he wasn't, I don't care. Um, and then the game sucks. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like, yeah. Uh, well, I'll be honest. Like, out of all the All Star events or like 
segments they have. I I'm okay with the rising stars. I'm okay with you know skills challenge and three point shooting contest. Those are all those are all good. It's just the dunk contest. Like there's I know it's still impressive, but like because we've seen it so many times, like it's become like repetitive, right? Everyone's seen people jump over Shaq. I feel like five people have already done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just alone in this like this recent one, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> Honestly, I I would say just do it with the All Star Game, like where you have the East versus West, and just do the Rising Stars. At least they compete, you know. And and that's the thing because I'm in two minds of it. If the Clippers are in the All Star Game, I don't want them competing. I don't want them hustling and diving for balls <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't want defenders going underneath them on three point shots. You know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, it's also probably the most meaningless display of basketball that you'll see all year. Um, but yes, I it. So if I were to rank them out of all the sports, and it's funny because I'm going to say number one. In terms of the weekend, I I won't say just the game. I'll use the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. I would say I don't even like hockey. I don't even watch it. But just from what I know, what the format and concepts are, I think NHL probably has the best weekend because they have their own skills competitions and their NBA format is something I think the NBA should adopt. And if you, and I'll, I'll maybe get into that in a minute, but then it's probably okay. baseball because the home run derby, no matter like what's going on, the home run derby is always entertaining to watch, even though I, I know it ruins the swing of so many players. <laughs> like they end up having a slump for a month after. Um, and then it's probably NBA and then it's the NFL, but being better than the NFL when it comes to the all-star game does not, it's not that impressive. Uh, yeah. I mean, the NFL doesn't really have much because of the fact that it's so contact oriented, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like to play right. the game. There is no way to actually play it without like kind of making it boring. I feel like there's more like you're more susceptible to get injured playing a football game, even a flag football game versus like a contact basketball. I don't know why. It just mm-hmm. it gives me. No, that makes sense. That vibe. You're, you're turning. You're making you're making awkward positions at times and like. You you just saw like 49ers. Uh, I forgot who the guy was, but you know, just getting ready onto the field. Torres Achilles. Yeah, Torres Achilles. And like mm-hmm. it's just yeah. It, NFL is just a very difficult thing to do. NBA is a lot easier. It's a pickup game. Yeah, like yeah. uh I know we'll probably get into it later, but yeah, that's my that's my whole gripe with it. I'm, I'm gonna like, say something that the NBA All-Star Weekend made me do, and I'm surprised the NBA was able to pull this off. I give the NBA a ton of credit, but it made me absolutely love Luka Doncic. Like me and you were on this podcast maybe two years ago saying we absolutely dislike this player. He's probably one of our least favorite players in the NBA. All of a sudden, Luka goes out there and I could see, I've never seen someone care less that he's playing a game of basketball (laughs) in my life. And when he shot that full court shot (laughs) and just was like, all right, and then like, then he get back on defense. I... It was a masterpiece. It was beautiful. And <laughs> I was like, man, yeah, yeah, maybe I can't, maybe, maybe, maybe I can like this guy. <laughs> like, like and I, know, I say that now. And then if we meet him in the first round, I'm going to absolutely despise him again. But for, for a moment there, because there's, there's, 
I'll, I'll say like Luca's been part of some of my favorite non-Clipper moments in the NBA. The stare down on Devin Booker <laughs> in the playoffs, you know, lemonade the Suns, uh, and then just him and Jokic in this All Star game, absolutely not caring at all about the game itself, and it was it was a, it was a thing of beauty. Um, is there any 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 positive from the game that you want to? Uh, I think having Sabrina on there for the three point shot was really good for their for the WNBA in mm-hmm. general, uh, and it added a level of com- like competitiveness, uh, competitiveness to the three point shooting contest. I mean, it's already pretty competitive, but it was just nice to have. It was something different, you know. And I would love to see like maybe a, like a two v two kind of like three point shooting contest. That'd be pretty cool. The, there was uh, a couple years ago, not a couple. This has to be since maybe when I was in high school, probably even I don't know. So let's just say between twenty two thousand four and two thousand twelve. Let's just say in that eight year gap. I don't, I don't I don't remember when this happened. <laughs> but there was there was a skills competition with like I don't know shooting on different parts of the floor or whatever like that, and it was. Like uh, it was based on regions, and I think the L.A. region had, um, like it had a Clippers player, I think a Lakers player, and like a WNBA player or something like that, or maybe it was a Clippers player, a G League player, and a WNBA player or a celebrity. I don't remember to be honest with you, but there was a Clipper and a Sparks player in their own little region, and then like the Knicks had their like a Liberty player and a Knicks player and they all, and then they basically did a skills competition based on the region you're in. Mm. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, that was a cool way to incorporate them. I feel like they haven't done a great job incorporating them until this year, Sabrina. Uh, and I do feel like there should be more WNBA, um, affiliation with the all-star game. I understand that a lot of uh, WNBA players do play overseas. So maybe that is difficult. Maybe there's just a logistics thing, but I feel like there should be more representation in the all-star game. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Kenny oh. Smith doesn't think so, but I don't know. I think Kenny's wrong on this one. My, uh, you, you know how you said like uh, Luca's like half court shot and playing no defense was like your favorite your favorite moment mm-hmm. my favorite moment was when ant tried to do a backwards like half court shot <laughs> like, just <laughs> okay. completely missed <laughs> uh, there there's a well there's another thing that happened that was funny i forgot i, I think, think like are you talking about Ant's comment about the game maybe he's like oh it's like vacation to us like why are we going to play hard on vacation it's spending a vacation in indy that's cool um <laughs> Uh, Kawhi and Paul George played 10 minutes each. PG got 13 points. Kawhi Leonard got five. I, I don't think any one of them cared. I think it meant more for Paul than it meant for Kawhi, but I'm surprised. I guess I guess that means Kawhi is healthy to play on Tuesday or Thursday this week. <laughs> I yeah, you know what? Like it does mean more to Paul George because I I actually listened to his last podcast. Well, I'm not even too sure if it's last. The one with Vince Staple. Mm-hmm. Dude, Vince Staple is hilarious, and he's a diehard Clipper fan. Like I, 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 I knew he was a Clipper fan, but I didn't know how diehard he was. And he goes pretty, he goes pretty far back in Clipper history. I, I need to listen to that because I think you mentioned that I should listen to it. And like usually, I only listen to Paul George podcasts that 
pertain to the Clippers. Like if he has mm-hmm. an injury I need to know about, I'm like, I guess I'll listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Recommend it's really okay. I'll I'll check it out. Um, super funny. Um, but he does mention that like when he got traded to OKC, that he didn't mention names, but people, the personnel in Indiana said he would never be an all-star in the West. And so he take like every like he he takes pride in getting to the all-star to prove them wrong. So yeah, I think it does mean much. It means a lot to Paul George when it comes to the to the all-stars. Well, I'm glad both of them are healthy afterwards, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah if I were to change something okay so like I said like if we wanted to make it more competitive because I remember uh, maybe we were talking about it because I, I, you're like uh, Hassan Whiteside and you sent me this tweet said something in line of like a winner of the conference gets home court advantage in the finals and I was like I remember baseball did that winner of the all-star game got uh, home field advantage in the World Series, and I was like, eh. and and it worked for a while. Then they got rid of it, and I was thinking to myself, not just that, but what do we incorporate what the NHL does? So the NHL until like this year, there was uh, I think four divisions or something like that. Each division had their own All Star team. Then they did a mini tournament, and then there was a winner of the tournament was considered like the all-star the, the best all-star team or whatever and i was like well what if the nba did something similar to that and then the winner just gets at least home court advantage for their division in the first round of the playoffs so like even if like let's just say it's the pacific division and it has LeBron James, AD, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and I don't know, maybe only 10 All-Stars per division. You know, we don't the games don't have to be long, maybe just 20-minute games. And then, let's just say the Pacific Division 1, right? Then you have the Nuggets, who are the third seed. They're playing the sixth seed, and they're playing the Kings or something, right? the Kings could have home court advantage in the first round of playoffs. And after that, then it goes back to the, who's the highest seed or not. I was like, I don't know. Maybe that would make it more competitive. Maybe it would mean that players are playing for something, but I also, but I really like the NHL's idea of doing a mini tournament for the all-star weekend. And I think this year they did it where they drafted players on teams, kind of like how the NBA does with like, you know, team LeBron and stuff. Well, they did last year. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so if they wanted to make it simpler where it's only four all-star teams and they could, they could do the draft thing, but I was like, you could do six divisions and then do like double elimination or something like that. But I was like, I don't know. I think it would be cool if they did like a mini thing and then the winning division gets home court advantage in the playoffs. And then if there's a lottery team in that division, maybe they just get like a couple extra percentage points in the lottery draft. Doesn't mean you'll get so, the first round pick, but you'll get a couple points. So... That would be interesting, honestly. Like, I, and I think, like, to make it, I don't know. I don't know how it worked, but I think what would help with the competitiveness instead of doing like a full court, doing a half court kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. You, you can even do three on three, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then because it's easier to play defense on half court, you know, like it might be. 
I think it will work. I think it could work, actually. I'll take that back. So I think maybe like a three on three would be pretty dope mini tournament within. I know I talk a lot of crap about the in-season tournament and I still do. I think it's a joke. Uh, and I don't think it's going to make it. Um, I don't think the league is going to solve the problem by making adding a little tournament in the middle of the season. No one really cares about or doesn't really do anything for you in the championship long run. Yeah. So Yeah. I, I think I think like technically I feel like the tournament should happen at the beginning of the season. Like it still technically did, but it should happen like at the beginning, beginning, beginning of the season. Mm. And like it should be the first ten games or this mini tournament. And yeah. I think I think because like people are starving for NBA basketball, and then they're getting it. And there's a little thing at the beginning that they could get. I just True. it's just the the championship has to mean something because if it's gonna be the B championship to the A championship, then it's got to mean something that either gets you to the A championship or I don't know, like maybe you get an extra first round draft pick, even if it's at the end of the first round, winner gets an extra first round draft pick next year. You know, like I I, I really don't know. Um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty that's interesting. A, that's an off season discussion when we're bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anything pertaining to this weekend? Uh, I, I think we're gonna be moving back a little bit. We didn't discuss the Clippers too much last week. Um, yeah, I was kind of waiting to do it before the All Star game, and then I was like, ah, no, we could just wait because what if something happens? I know. Um, we could, we you know, let's just bring it up because I said we wouldn't bring it up, but I was like, eh, maybe there's a decent chance PJ and um, PJ PG. <laughs> Paul George, <laughs> Paul George's contract. Maybe uh-huh. his he gets his extension during the All Star break, and I was like, oh, maybe then we could discuss that this week. But it hasn't happened yet. Who knows if it does happen? Uh, uh, me and you were talking about it a little bit before the podcast, a little bit, and mm. we were kind of discussing, going back and forth a little bit of like where we stand on the Paul George thing. Um. I've kind of like just this, we talked about a little bit on the last podcast, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But I, I kind of I'm kind of in the camp of like it depends what the Clippers do at the end of the season on how I feel about bringing Paul George back at a certain price. I think at the end of the day, I want Paul George back, but mm-hmm. if he wants more money and that's more important to him than coming back to LA, then he has every right to do that. And I, and I think at this point i'm satisfied with his tenure with the clippers if he wants to walk away he could walk away but if he wants to come back he could come back i think that's where i'm at if he goes off and has the best playoff run of his career then i'm like hey pay the guy (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if we win a championship pay the guy but if we flame out and the clippers want to reevaluate some things and the clippers and paul george just can't agree on a number and he wants to go play for the knicks or um Golden State, if they clean house, then, you know, if he wants to do that, he could do that. Um, the the one team that I think would be a, a little bit annoying if he went to, because I know they'll have a lot of cap space, would be OKC. Uh, just because we traded, we traded for him from there. We gave up a lot to get him just for him to be back there with all the pieces that we gave him. That would be a little frustrating. Uh, but outside of that, like, there's not a lot of teams with a cast base to pay him. They'd have to move some things around. So I think the best opportunity is for him to come back if he wants to win and stay home. But 
Yeah, I'll just get your quick thoughts on it before we move on. I think uh I think everyone <laughs> except for like people that really just do not like Paul George will agree that Paul George staying with the Clippers is best for both parties. Um but right now it doesn't feel like, you know, Paul George has a lot of leverage cuz I feel like he's in a little slump right now. He's kind of struggling. He has his game, he has his moments and you know, he was dealing with hamstring injury and it's another issue where again, it's another case of like, can this guy stay healthy? And I think if he wants to have leverage, he needs to have a really good playoff performance. Um, But for Paul George's legacy, I would like to have him stay and finish as a Clipper. I think it would do a lot for him. I think if he jumps, I just not too sure how it looks, you know, (laughs) I don't think Paul George, I love Paul George. I think he's a great player. I think he takes a lot of crap, but I also understand like the, the spotlight in New York is crazy. And I don't know if he would want to be in that situation. I'll be honest. That's true. Unless LeBron goes there with him. I don't know. Um, I'd be crazy. Uh, that's a huge stack team, and I would not blame him if he goes that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to have Paul George back. I think, uh, I think if we can get something where, uh, depending on how everything goes, if we win a championship or we go to the finals, I'd like to see it run it back with some, you know, minor changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just my perspective on it. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent And yeah. if, if if that's how it goes down, and like if we do, if he does walk away in the off season, like he doesn't get an extension done, we might be able to get something back for him in a signing trade or something of, of that sort. So you know, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like we'll be like stuck. You know, yeah. I think we'll I think we'll be able to figure something out out of it, and we'll and hopefully we'd still have James Harden. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Clayton Clay mentioned that in the last podcast, and he was dead right. Like. No matter what he wants to do, it's going to probably invite, like, involve some sort of trade. And the other teams that might be op- possible options have a lot of picks. So um, it would only help us. So, yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully, because we can get the deal done. If not, yeah. let's, let's save PG Tucker for the end. Let's talk about Doc Rivers. <laughs> Doc Rivers, my guy. So, I don't know where we want to start. Uh, the guy has not taken any responsibility for how bad the Bucks are. Um, JJ Redick, you know, the voice of the voiceless, or one, you know, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> voice of the voiceless. This guy does not take any, uh, doesn't take any accountability. Austin Rivers had to come defend his dad today. Um, and then, uh, Pat Bev said, like, basically, like, uh, to JJ Redick, like, Doc Rivers saved your career or something like that. And um, I don't know, uh, like I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case. But. I think, uh, I think he's clapped back saying that I had an offer for four years from another team. <laughs> like I don't know what you're talking about. I, I think, I think I saw JJ Reddick also respond to something like that, and it's just the LOL. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it was interesting. Uh, I think a couple days ago, I saw Doc Rivers, uh, basically take credit. Take take some partial credit for the Clippers getting James Harden. 
He's like, yeah, they consulted me. And I said, yeah, it's a good trade. I think it will work for you guys. And I'm like, I doubt he would say that if the Clippers were in absolute shambles right now. <laughs> I think he'd be like, yeah, I told him that they shouldn't make that trade. Doc Rivers <laughs> is... I think it's now because he's he's done it in the Clippers and he's done it with Philadelphia and I think now he's starting three and seven. But I think it's now just not a Clippers thing that he's the most un- one of the most unlikable people in the NBA. I think he's now universally becoming one of the most unlikable people in the NBA. It, it is <laughs> it is funny. And you know he's like, oh, you know why? He's like, I'm surprised the Bucks even called me. Like I told him, why are they doing this? Or you know, like this is a challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I'm paraphrasing right now. I don't have quotes from me. It's just he he sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was from a podcast, which that in itself kind of like I don't know, kind of irks me. I'm like, dude, like your team is not doing so well. I I just hear you doing these clips randomly on podcasts like why why do you have time for a podcast like clearly you got to write the ship on this milwaukee team Giannis could possibly leave <laughs> right like yeah like he could possibly request a trade or something going on but of some sort he's not happy with the situation and it just doesn't look like he's serious about it like i just hear always like a plethora excuse and like in the beginning of the doc hate like don't get me wrong i don't I think Doc is an okay coach in general. I think he's good season coach, regular season coach. I think playoffs, it's something different. He kind of struggles to adjust. But I was in the beginning, I wasn't okay with the amount of hate that was coming towards Doc Rivers. But man, like it's like, dude, you're just making so many excuses. You knew what you're getting yourself into. Like you had every right to say no. Like no one put a gun to your head and say, Hey, take this off, take this job. If you knew it was difficult. And you knew it was something so far fetched. Why would you take it? Yeah. So his quote was, "I've never done this. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. It's going to be a challenge." And it's like he's already copying out for if this team falls apart. It's yeah, and it's, and he and he's making it the Bucks' fault if it doesn't fall apart because they're the ones who made the midseason switch to a new coach. And it's yeah. like he's like. Well, and I think like what was the quote? He said something. He's like, yeah, some play- like it was when the Bucks lost last week, and he said some players were out there, some players were in Cabo. Were in Cabo, yeah. I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, dude. dude, like that. I I'll put it to you like this: like teams three and seven, uh, in the ten games with Doc, I believe. I think that's unless I don't know. I don't think they played eleventh game or something like that. But I, uh, the last time I checked, it was three and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like and it's okay like i understand like you know go four and six five and five that looks a little better but three and seven's bad yeah it, it's just it's so odd like there's so many games that are just not even on the players it's just what is going on like i think late last minute they're like in a time crunch they're down by like two points or three points or something like that and damian lillard is throwing this getting the ball in inbounding the ball to Giannis, like who's going to get fouled. Right. Like, yeah. like it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like it's just coaching wise. It's just, it's just dumb. And I think my biggest problem with the whole thing is like Pat Bev, like my tenure, my Pat Bev clip. And when I say my Pat Bev, my Clipper Pat Bev, I love him. He was great, but I'm so tired of always hearing every single time he goes to another team, 
he always trashes the other team. But yeah, he has the audacity to say like to Reddick, you know, like he saved your career, bro. Like, and yeah, like you're just here always talking shit about the other team. Excuse my language. No, you're uh, good. Yeah, I don't know uh, where this is at time frame wise, and I hope it's not difficult for you to find it. But um, this dude, like, I think it's so irritating just seeing them like talk, like try again the line of things. Like, it's, it's like, dude, this is your like fifth team. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know yes. what, what you could talk Speak, about. Speaking of saving careers right now, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Pat Bev, uh, good leader. That's about it. I think I think <laughs> at this at this point of his career, he could play. He could still play some. Uh, like if if we if we could go on this podcast and say that PJ Tucker could possibly give you beneficial minutes as a defender, then we could certainly say the same thing about Pat, Patrick Beverly. But he's certainly not the same guy he was four years ago or five years ago. So yeah, spe- no, speaking speaking of somebody getting their career saved, you know going to get traded to go you know of course he's going to defend his current head coach a he's going to defend the guy he played for on the clippers when i know that team was um there was he there's a lot of i guess uh positive i don't know how to i don't know how to say like uh positive love in the air when it comes to that um that clippers team before we got Kawhi and you know pat bev was the leader of that team and etc etc um, but I don't know, like you're kind of just a vet on the team now <laughs> and I understand you have a platform, you have a podcast, we're doing the same thing. We're, who the hell are we to talk about any of these guys? Right. But, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it was just funny that like JJ Reddick basically just said the quiet part, the, the quiet part out loud on national TV. Mm-hmm. Like what JJ Reddick said is what everyone's been saying on Twitter, what everyone's been saying on these local podcasts, what people on Clippers podcasts have been saying for years, what we've probably have said for years. And JJ Reddick finally said it on on a national platform and then now everyone's got an issue with it. <laughs> and it's like no, it's just like yeah. it's true though. He the what what receipts do we need to take out? He threw, he threw Ben Simmons out under the bus. He threw the Klopp City under the bus. He's now going to do the exact same thing in Milwaukee. He's already doing it ten games in. <laughs> like he he threw he's he's throwing he throws his players under the bus countless times. He doesn't take any accountability, and that's why he keeps getting fired. It is what it is. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think JJ Reddick. I think what you just said was absolutely poetic. Uh, he is just spitting out what everyone thinks and knows of Doc Rivers. Um, yeah, I'm, man, the more I hear Pat Bev like kind of chime in on these things, the more I just kind of get annoyed by it. Like, I think I, I sent you like a guy's uh, <laughs> like a joke where I was like, man, if I was a if I was a rookie or like a <laughs> uh, like a two day contract kind of player, like, and I'm getting like. I'm getting like coaching advice from like Pat Bev. I'll be pissed, dude. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, right? like, bro, like this is like your sixth team. Like, I, I like what else can you pat like teach me how to be a journeyman? Like <laughs> uh, I know it's messed up, but and I like like I say, like I, I love Pat Bev when it was the Clippers, but it's just getting irritating how he chimes in on every little thing. And you know, and I keep that same energy for any other NBA player. Like, I really don't like Draymond when he gets in 
and starts like having a platform where you can talk about crap about a center who doesn't have a platform to say anything back. Like that's, uh, it's, it's irritating. Nah, um, that, that whole Draymond, uh, Yurkic thing is, yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying too. Yeah. And yeah, like, so, and like JJ Redick, like he says annoying things too. I'm not always a big fan of the things he says and takes he has, but I'll tell you, I do feel like from whenever I hear from JJ Redick, it's one of his biggest disappointments in life that the Lob City thing didn't work. And he mm. constantly will be like, it didn't work because of X, Y, and Z. And then hearing Dante Jones on the podcast P episode, basically kind of like saying similar things. It's just like the chemistry wasn't good. Nobody liked each other. People practicing on opposite sides, opposite times of the practice. And it's just like, I think we hold on to Lob City uh, a lot, but like, Lop City was 10 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're, it, it's crazy. Then, like, hopefully this Kawhi, James Harden, Paul George thing works out so we could officially. But I think, like, if the Clippers have another era of, like, almost being there but not quite being there, I think uh, we're always going to, like, hold the Lop City thing to a certain regard. But, but even then, like, 2 and 3 has done more than anything Lob City has done, all Lob City did was take us into relevancy, right? That's true. But we can never go past the hump of, like, the second round. And this team did. <laughs> like, the team with Kawhi and Paul George did. Man. And technically Terrence Mann. <laughs> and Terrence Mann, yeah. Uh, so it's just, like, I love 2 and 3 it, ha- it has a place in my heart. That's when I started following the Clippers team. Um, and I'll be always – Oh, you mean, you, you mean Lob City? Lob City, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lob City, not so I'll say, yeah, I know you've been um, a fan longer than two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Lob City, but like, it's just, yeah, move on. <laughs> just like, yeah. Just like, uh, so let's let's get into PJ Tucker. Speaking of players that have played for the Bucks and 76ers that shouldn't be talking, um, <laughs> uh. So PJ Tucker and Bones was sent home last week, right before the Warriors game. The Warriors game that Kawhi didn't play in. Just a quick thing on that game. That was probably one of the best Clipper games. And it's it happened on Valentine's Day. So I couldn't really watch it. Like I could keep up with it, but I couldn't like watch watch it. There was there was a moment where I was like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. And I just went to the bathroom and watched the game for like 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, but uh <laughs> but I, I respectfully I was like not watching the game. But then, like, I started seeing, like, the comeback happen. And keep in mind, like, the Clippers won that game with Paul George being fouled out, Kawhi not playing, and the Clippers playing, like, absolute ass for three and a half quarters. And then Ty Lue gets ejected and lights a fire under their ass, and uh, they come back and win the game. And uh, so I just want to throw that out there that that was a really cool. I think, like, the Clippers are building on these really good moments, and hopefully they cash them in in april and may and even to june but before that game pj tucker and bones didn't go with them they were sent home uh pj tucker is uh posting a lot of things on social media like a depressed fanboy uh there's been a lot of uh quotes of about him being unhappy with his situation and that he was going to get traded uh basically there's this like he wants the clippers to kind of get rid of him but at the same time he doesn't want to buy out 
he doesn't and then it's like he probably won't waive his second year and i think like i read a stat somewhere and someone could correct me if i'm wrong or write a tweet not a stat if the clippers were to buy pj tucker out it would cost steve bomber 125 million dollars over two years because of the tax so like ideally it would be to keep him through the season and then trade him in the offseason when he's on an expiring contract or buy him out then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like he's and I don't know, the Clippers might have a control, have the situation under control or it might not be a big deal. Keep in mind, like these two players are not playing, they're on the bottom of the bench. As long as it's not affecting James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, I guess it's fine, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like. I don't know. P P P J's uh uh right. It's funny because right when the Clippers are doing pretty well, then they lose two games to the Pelicans and Timberwolves, and then all of a sudden there's just like this toxic energy that's now coming out of the locker room, and it's with the guy who's not playing. Uh, I yeah. don't know if you want to give your thoughts on that. Dude, I I don't get how anyone complains about getting paid just to sit on a bench, like. <laughs> like dude like i don't know what you think you have in the tank that's left in the tank for you to be talking this much like we've already seen you play and you're absolute ass like <laughs> i mean i i get bones highland right because like you you get tra- you get traded from the nuggets there's already kind of some bad blood between the nuggets right mm-hmm. um and you're there to prove something and you have a like a like a glimmer of hope that you're going to be somewhat playing like a starting point guard but then we get russ and then you're thinking backup point guard and then we get harden and then now you're just left out of the mix and you got something to prove you have a chip on your shoulder and without getting any minutes you can't really prove that so i i totally get bones like i'm on i'm on i'm on camp bones too where it's like i get it obviously if the clippers win or they're winning I'm not going to care too much about your feelings, but I I, I get it. And I actually mm-hmm. want the best situation for bones. And I was kind of yes. hoping they would have found that same. in the trade deadline. Same, yeah, same. I'm with you there. And I, I think what they probably have in mind is that when, you know, <laughs> depending on what happens during the off season, they might want to just keep bones and actually start giving them some minutes later on. If something happens oddly, but I think they want that in their back pocket. Um, but PJ Tucker, dude, I if you really want to play and you really care that much, then do a buyout. Show us you have something left in the tank. The fact you're not doing a buyout tells me you know you don't have anything in the tank. So Yeah, like he's not gonna forgive his player option, right? Which is is totally understandable, you know, which but like if you're gonna bet on yourself, bet on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I said buyout, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, if you're gonna cut that one year, just do it, dude. Like Yeah. Like show us you have something. Cut, do that, and then go to the Suns. Like, and then you know, Suns are desperate. You're definitely gonna get playing time there. And the reality is, you're just not who you are. Like, we have value for you in certain situations. Just be ready. That's all it is. You're on a championship. You're on a championship contending team. And enjoy the ride, buddy. Like, I wish I had that opportunity just to go home and get paid just to. 
bitch. <laughs> like, like no, 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 you're right. It's like if I got paid twenty two million dollars over two years to watch James Harden and Kawhi Leonard hoop on a for on a basically a front court seat, then sign me up. <laughs> you know, <Exactly. laughs> and, and and as a, a pra- practically a forty year old male, uh, you would think that he would understand like. This is his best chance to win, whether he plays or does not play. And and he, I think he had a quote or something on the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, but like you can't just throw me in the playoffs. You have to, you know, I have to get some playing time. And I'm I'm sorry, like not to be disrespectful, but I'm I I I will bet every cent I have, and it's not much that we could have you play in March and it's not going to make you more ready for the playoffs. <laughs> You're still going to suck. <laughs> like, 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 like if we throw you in the playoffs, it's because we want you to go in there and rough some people up and foul them. We're not putting you in there for your corner threes, buddy. We're, we're, we're not, we're not trying to get you wrapped up for anything. Trust me. Like I, that, that one is what got me probably the most. Him being upset, sure. If he if he wants to be naive and he wants to be dumb and not realize the reality of the situation, then that's great. Um, but 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 if he but for him to think like, yeah, man, I basically I need to be wrapped up for the playoffs, bro. Like you, you need to stop that. You are not ready to start the last two seasons, let alone let alone be ready to start the playoffs in April. Hey, like, come on. Like, yeah, this whole thing with PJ, my, my thing with PJ, if he wants to be moaning and groaning, and if, honestly, if it's legal, just send him home for the rest of the season. Like, yeah. d- just don't just don't show up to the practice facility, get paid, and we'll trade you in the offseason. Like, I don't know if the NBA will allow that. Like, I don't know if there's rules that he has to show up to work, <laughs> but give him a fake injury and send him home or something like that, you know, season in the injury. <laughs> uh, he, he has a tummy ache and we got to send him home till May. Like, I don't know what needs to happen, but if it becomes toxic enough to affect the Clippers, then I don't want him there. But I also don't think Balmer should have to pay $125 million to get rid of him. So, oh, um, yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, like, I don't think PJ has any leverage in the situation, but yeah, yeah, send him home and. And that's and that's the thing. Like the Warriors win the other day, kind of proved like, yeah, we don't need you guys. Like we were we were Kawhi, we were down Kawhi, we were down, we had and we were out of it, and we we still won without <laughs> you guys. And uh, I think Bones has potential to play. You know, March is a tough schedule. We do play the Bucks on two back to backs, uh, two different ones, and I do mm-hmm. think Bones has potential to maybe play simply because. You know, we could, you know, there's something there, you know, like uh, Rob Russ, Jimmy James Harden could miss a game, maybe misses a back to back. Russ might miss some time or, you know, there's just a lot of basketball to play. I think we're one of the league leaders in games played for the rest of the season. So like maybe Bones will get some run. I don't think PJ needs some run. (laughs) I I don't (laughs) I don't think he needs that at all. And like, I don't know what it's what rhythm does he need to develop? (laughs) <laughs> like what rhythm like, like I hasn't played with rhythm in four years so um do you really need to be in rhythm to like box out bro <laughs> if that 
Like, do you, do you need do you need uh do you need to be in rhythm to go you know ninety feet up the court, not get the ball past you, and then go ninety feet down the court, pretend you're playing defense, and then go ninety feet up the court again and not have the ball thrown to you? I don't know what rhythm he needs. What <laughs> rhythm do you need? Go do a wall sit, go stand in a defensive stance during practice, and that's what we're gonna have you do in the game. Like we're not like you're not doing anything else, buddy. Yeah, I don't even think you need to learn the offense. <laughs> uh, dude, honestly, like the whole drama with PJ, like unraveling and him complaining, leads me more like I'm starting to doubt whether he's going to play in the playoffs, and I'm kind of pissed because I wanted to get that Josh Primo jersey so badly. Um, and that was too a bet. Now that was not because he's a huge fan of Josh Primo. <laughs> I mean, uh, Primo. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think Josh Primo needs to be cut so we could go sign someone in the buyout market. But uh, maybe we'll discuss that on the next episode when we get closer to the buyout down deadline, where players would be bought out by March first. Uh, any more thoughts on the Clippers? No, man. But uh, I really wish my my boss can send me home, and I get paid for staying at home, not doing anything. Dude, seriously. Like, if I went to work every day and they're just like, hey, just sit there. Just sit there. <laughs> that was my favorite comment I sent you guys. It's called Work Buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone commented that on like, Instagram? Yeah. Uh, it's called Work Buddy. We go there because we because we don't want to. <laughs> He's like, I didn't ask to be traded to the Clippers. Like, okay, I don't think the Clippers asked to get you either. You were thrown in the deal, dude. <laughs> I don't think we're the deal breaker, bro. Like, 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 like yeah, I don't think I, I don't I don't think Philadelphia was like Hey, you know what? We don't want to do this, but we'll give you PJ Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, you know, well, now great. We'll love to use him in the playoffs and throw him in there with no rhythm. He'll love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitter slash X at LA Clips Forum. Please stop by. Please say hi. Um, Leave a rating on our podcast. You know, we would appreciate it. I did not realize that we had a couple on Apple and they were some very positive. We Apparently there was a James Harden fan uh, recently that uh, he was not a Clippers fan, but he was like, I heard that James, this is like way back in October, uh, basically saying like, hey, I um, basically, uh, uh, I want to listen to some Clippers stuff because it looks like he might be going there basically. And then said something on the lines of like, you guys are cool. And then he compared us to two podcasts that me and Jesse never heard of. It was a, it was an amazing rating. Uh, it was. It, 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 it was. We appreciate that so much. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're listening right now, uh, we love Harden just as much as you. So We're, we're going to give you credit for that. You know what? I'm going to actually read it. He said, James, I'm a James Harden fan who started to follow the Clippers based off this James Harden trade situation. Great hosts who keep it light, funny, and informative, not boring like so many other NBA podcast hosts. Kind of reminds me of the kind of reminds me of like the rights to Rocky Sanchez podcast or Glue Guys podcast. Haven't heard those. Uh, but I appreciate I appreciate the the rating. It's from me two four seven three five eight five three three seven seven five. It looks like I made my own burner account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like I made an account to leave a rating. <laughs> All right, uh, no, yeah, we're 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 joking around, man. Uh, or or gal, yeah. uh, or you know, however you identify. We we appreciate you. We appreciate the love. Thank you guys. It means a lot. It does. Uh, for any listener, just in general, we we do appreciate this. We've been doing it for a couple seasons now, 
and I, I it's been rough. We I, we've I, gone through I, some stuff. Yeah, I think our first full season was the Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris experience. And then like every podcast was like, Hey man, do you think Kawhi's going to come back? I saw him doing a, uh, a, a leg lift the other day. <laughs> or hey, do you think Paul George is coming back? I, he put a, an eye emoji on his Instagram, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, and getting back to it just in general, we appreciate you guys for listening to our podcast. Cause you guys could be doing anything with your time. But you're spending it with us and we appreciate it. We're out.